Section 4 of Lourdes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. Lourdes by Emile Zola. Translated by Ernest Vizitelli. The First Day. 4. Miracles. Just as the train was beginning to move, the door of the compartment in which Pierre and Marie found themselves was opened and a porter pushed a girl of fourteen inside, saying, There's a seat here. Make haste. The others were already pulling long faces and were about to protest, when Sister Hyacinthe exclaimed, What is it you, Sophie? So you were going back to see the Blessed Virgin who cured you last year. And at the same time Madame de Jonquière remarked, ah sophie my little friend i am very pleased to see that you are grateful why yes sister why yes madame answered the girl in a pretty way the carriage door had already been closed again so that it was necessary that they should accept the presence of this new pilgrim who had fallen from heaven as it were at the very moment when the train which she had almost missed was starting off again she was a slender damsel and would not take up much room moreover these ladies knew her and all the patients had turned their eyes upon her on hearing that the blessed virgin had been pleased to cure her they had now got beyond the station the engine was still puffing whilst the wheels increased their speed and sister hyacinthe clapping her hands repeated come come my children the magnificat whilst the joyful chant arose amidst the jolting of the train pierre gazed at sophie she was evidently a young peasant girl the daughter of some poor husbandman of the vicinity of poitiers petted by her parents treated in fact like a young lady since she had become the object of a miracle one of the elect whom the priests of the district flocked to see she wore a straw hat with pink ribbons and a grey woollen dress trimmed with a flounce her round face although not pretty was a very pleasant one with a beautifully fresh complexion and clear intelligent eyes which lent her a smiling modest air when the magnificat had been sung pierre was unable to resist his desire to question sophie a child of her age with so candid an air so utterly unlike a liar greatly interested him and so you nearly missed the train my child he said i should have been much ashamed if i had monsieur l'abbé she replied i had been at the station since twelve o'clock and all at once i saw his reverence the priest of saint radegonde who knows me well and who called me to him to kiss me and tell me that it was very good of me to go back to lourdes but it seems the train was starting and i only just had time to run onto the platform oh i ran so fast she paused laughing still slightly out of breath but already repenting that she had been so giddy and what is your name my child asked pierre sophie couteau monsieur l'abbé you do not belong to the town of poitiers oh no certainly not we belong to vivonne which is seven kilometres away my father and mother have a little land there and things would not be so bad if there were not eight children at home i am the fifth fortunately the four elder ones are beginning to work and you my child what do you do i monsieur l'abbé oh i am no great help since last year when i came home cured i have not been left quiet a single day for as you can understand so many people have come to see me and then too i have been taken to monseigneur's and to the convents and all manner of other places and before all that i was a long time ill i could not walk without a stick and each step i took made me cry out so dreadfully did my foot hurt me so it was of some injury to the foot that the blessed virgin cured you sophie did not have time to reply for sister hyacinthe who was listening intervened of caries of the bones of the left heel 
which had been going on for three years said she the foot was swollen and quite deformed and there were fistulas giving egress to continual suppuration on hearing this all the sufferers in the carriage became intensely interested they no longer took their eyes off this little girl on whom a miracle had been performed but scanned her from head to foot as though seeking for some sign of the prodigy those who were able to stand rose up in order that they might the better see her and the others the infirm ones stretched on their mattresses strove to raise themselves and turn their heads amidst the suffering which had again come upon them on leaving poitiers the terror which filled them at the thought that they must continue rolling onward for another fifteen hours the sudden advent of this child favoured by heaven was like a divine relief a ray of hope whence they would derive sufficient strength to accomplish the remainder of their terrible journey the moaning had abated somewhat already and every face was turned towards the girl with an ardent desire to believe this was especially the case with marie who already reviving joined her trembling hands and in a gentle supplicating voice said to pierre question her pray question her ask her to tell us everything cured oh god cured of such a terrible complaint madame de jonquiere who was quite affected had leant over the partition to kiss the girl certainly said she our little friend will tell you all about it won't you my darling you will tell us what the blessed virgin did for you oh certainly madame as much as you like answered sophie with her smiling modest air her eyes gleaming with intelligence indeed she wished to begin at once and raised her right hand with a pretty gesture as a sign to everybody to be attentive plainly enough she had already acquired the habit of speaking in public she could not be seen however from some parts of the carriage and an idea came to sister hyacinthe who said get up on the seat sophie and speak loudly on account of the noise which the train makes this amused the girl and before beginning she needed time to become serious again well it was like this said she my foot was past cure i couldn't even go to church any more and it had to be kept bandaged because there was always a lot of nasty matter coming from it monsieur rivoir the doctor who had made a cut in it so as to see inside it said that he should be obliged to take out a piece of the bone and that sure enough would have made me lame for life but when i had got to lourdes and had prayed a great deal to the blessed virgin i went to dip my foot in the water wishing so much that i might be cured that i did not even take the time to pull the bandage off and everything remained in the water there was no longer anything the matter with my foot when i took it out a murmur of mingled surprise wonder and desire arose and spread among those who heard this marvellous tale so sweet and soothing to all who were in despair but the little one had not yet finished she had simply paused and now making a fresh gesture holding her arms somewhat apart she concluded when i got back to vivonne and monsieur rivoire saw my foot again he said whether it be god or the devil who has cured this child it is all the same to me but in all truth she is cured this time a burst of laughter rang out the girl spoke in too recitative a way having repeated her story so many times already that she knew it by heart the doctor's remark was sure to produce an effect and she herself laughed at it in advance certain as she was that the others would laugh also however she still retained her candid touching air but she had evidently forgotten some particular for sister hyacinthe a glance from whom had foreshadowed the doctor's jest now softly prompted her and what was it you said to madame la comtesse the superintendent of your ward sophie ah yes i hadn't brought many bandages for my foot with me and i said to her it was very kind of the blessed virgin to cure me the first day as i should have run out of linen on the morrow this provoked a fresh outburst of delight 
they all thought her so nice to have been cured like that and in reply to a question from madame de jonquiere she also had to tell the story of her boots a pair of beautiful new boots which madame la comtesse had given her and in which she had run jumped and danced about full of childish delight boots think of it she who for three years had not even been able to wear a slipper pierre who had become grave waxing pale with the secret uneasiness which was penetrating him continued to look at her and he also asked her other questions she was certainly not lying and he merely suspected a slow distortion of the actual truth an easily explained embellishment of the real facts amidst all the joy she felt at being cured and becoming an important little personage who now knew if the cicatrization of her injuries effected so it was asserted completely instantaneously in a few seconds had not in reality been the work of days where were the witnesses just then madame de jonquiere began to relate that she had been at the hospital at the time referred to sophie was not in my ward said she but i had met her walking lame that very morning pierre hastily interrupted the lady hospitaller ah you saw her foot before and after the immersion no no i don't think that anybody was able to see it for it was bound round with bandages she told you that the bandages had fallen into the piscina and turning towards the child madame de jonquiere added but she will show you her foot won't you sophie undo your shoe the girl took off her shoe and pulled down her stocking with a promptness and ease of manner which showed how thoroughly accustomed she had become to it all and she not only stretched out her foot which was very clean and very white carefully tended indeed with well-cut pink nails but complacently turned it so that the young priest might examine it at his ease just below the ankle there was a long scar whose whitey seam plainly defined testified to the gravity of the complaint from which the girl had suffered oh take hold of the heel monsieur l'abbé said she press it as hard as you like i no longer feel any pain at all pierre made a gesture from which it might have been thought that he was delighted with the power exercised by the blessed virgin but he was still tortured by doubt what unknown force had acted in this case or rather what faulty medical diagnosis what assemblage of errors and exaggerations had ended in this fine tale all the patients however wished to see the miraculous foot that outward and visible sign of the divine cure which each of them was going in search of and it was marie sitting up in her box and already feeling less pain who touched it first then madame mars quite roused from her melancholy passed it on to madame vincent who would have kissed it for the hope which it restored to her monsieur sabatier had listened to all the explanations with a beatific air madame vetu la grivotte and even brother isidore opened their eyes and evinced signs of interest whilst the face of elise rouquet had assumed an extraordinary expression transfigured by faith almost beatified if a sore had thus disappeared might not her own sore close and disappear her face retaining no trace of it save a slight scar and again becoming such a face as other people had sophie who was still standing had to hold on to one of the iron rails and place her foot on the partition now on the right now on the left and she did not weary of it all but felt exceedingly happy and proud at the many exclamations which were raised the quivering admiration and religious respect which were bestowed on that little piece of her person that little foot which had now so to say become sacred one must possess great faith no doubt said marie thinking aloud one must have a pure unspotted soul and addressing herself to monsieur de guersin she added father i feel that i should get well if i were ten years old if i had the unspotted soul of a little girl but you are ten years old my darling is it not so pierre 
a little girl of ten years old could not have a more spotless soul possessed of a mind prone to chimeras monsieur de guersin was fond of hearing tales of miracles as for the young priest profoundly affected by the ardent purity which the young girl evinced he no longer sought to discuss the question but let her surrender herself to the consoling illusions which sophie's tale had wafted through the carriage the temperature had become yet more oppressive since their departure from poitiers a storm was rising in the coppery sky and it seemed as though the train were rushing through a furnace the villagers passed mournful and solitary under the burning sun at Gouet-Verac, they had again said their chaplets and sung another canticle at present however there was some slight abatement of the religious exercises sister hyacinthe who had not yet been able to lunch ventured to eat a roll and some fruit in all haste whilst still ministering to the strange man whose faint painful breathing seemed to have become more regular and it was only on passing rifec at three o'clock that they said the vespers of the blessed virgin ora pro nobis sancta dei genitrix ut digni efficti amor promissionibus christi as they were finishing monsieur sabatier who had watched little sophie while she put on her shoe and stocking turned towards monsieur de guersin this child's case is interesting no doubt he remarked but it is a mere nothing monsieur for there have been far more marvellous cures than that do you know the story of pierre de rider a belgian workingman everybody had again begun to listen this man continued monsieur sabatier had his leg broken by the fall of a tree eight years afterwards the two fragments of the bone had not yet joined together again the two ends could be seen in the depths of a saw which was continually suppurating and the leg hung down quite limp swaying in all directions well it was sufficient for this man to drink a glassful of the miraculous water and his leg was made whole again he was able to walk without crutches and the doctor said to him your leg is like that of a newborn child yes indeed a perfectly new leg nobody spoke but the listeners exchanged glances of ecstasy and by the way resumed monsieur sabatier it is like the story of louis bourriette a quarryman one of the first of the lourdes miracles do you know it bourriette had been injured by an explosion during some blasting operations the sight of his right eye was altogether destroyed and he was even threatened with the loss of the left one well one day he sent his daughter to fetch a bottle full of the muddy water of the source which then scarcely bubbled up to the surface he washed his eye with this muddy liquid and prayed fervently and all at once he raised a cry for he could see monsieur see as well as you and i the doctor who was attending him drew up a detailed narrative of the case and there cannot be the slightest doubt about its truth it is marvellous murmured monsieur de guersin in his delight would you like another example monsieur i can give you a famous one that of francois macari the carpenter of lavore during eighteen years he had suffered from a deep varicose ulcer with considerable enlargement of the tissues in the mesial part of the left leg he had reached such a point that he could no longer move and science decreed that he would forever remain infirm well one evening he shuts himself up with a bottle of lourdes water he takes off his bandages washes both his legs and drinks what little water then remains in the bottle then he goes to bed and falls asleep and when he awakes he feels his legs and looks at them there is nothing left the varicose enlargement the ulcers have all disappeared the skin of his knee monsieur had become as smooth as fresh as it had been when he was twenty this time there was an explosion of surprise and admiration the patients and the pilgrims were entering into the enchanted land of miracles where impossibilities are accomplished at each bend of the pathways 
where one marches on at ease from prodigy to prodigy and each had his or her story to tell burning with a desire to contribute a fresh proof to fortify faith and hope by yet another example that silent creature madame mars was so transported that she spoke the first i have a friend said she who knew the widow Rizan, that lady whose cure also created so great a stir for four-and-twenty years her left side had been entirely paralyzed her stomach was unable to retain any solid food and she had become an inert bag of bones which had to be turned over in bed the friction of the sheets too had ended by rubbing her skin away in parts well she was so low one evening that the doctor announced that she would die during the night an hour later however she emerged from her torpor and asked her daughter in a faint voice to go and fetch her a glass of lourdes water at a neighbour's but she was only able to obtain this glass of water on the following morning and she cried out to her daughter oh it is life that i am drinking rub my face with it rub my arm and my leg rub my whole body with it and when her daughter obeyed her she gradually saw the huge swelling subside and the paralyzed tumefied limbs recover their natural suppleness and appearance nor was that all for madame rison cried out that she was cured and felt hungry and wanted bread and meat she who had eaten none for four-and-twenty years and she got out of bed and dressed herself whilst her daughter who was so overpowered that the neighbors thought she had become an orphan replied to them no no mamma isn't dead she has come to life again this narrative had brought tears to madame vincent's eyes ah if she had only been able to see her little rose recover like that eat with a good appetite and run about again at the same time another case which she had been told of in paris and which had greatly influenced her in deciding to take her ailing child to lourdes returned to her memory and i too said she know the story of a girl who was paralyzed her name was lucie druon and she was an inmate of an orphan asylum she was quite young and could not even kneel down her limbs were bent like hoops her right leg the shorter of the two had ended by becoming twisted round the left one and when any of the other girls carried her about you saw her feet hanging down quite limp like dead ones please notice that she did not even go to lourdes she simply performed a novena but she fasted during the nine days and her desire to be cured was so great that she spent her nights in prayer at last on the ninth day whilst she was drinking a little lured water she felt a violent commotion in her legs she picked herself up fell down picked herself up again and walked all her little companions who were astonished almost frightened at the sight began to cry out lucy can walk lucy can walk it was quite true in a few seconds her legs had become straight and strong and healthy she crossed the courtyard and was able to climb up the steps of the chapel where the whole sisterhood transported with gratitude chanted the magnificat ah the dear child how happy how happy she must have been as madame vincent finished two tears fell from her cheeks onto the pale face of her little girl whom she kissed distractedly the general interest was still increasing becoming quite impassioned the rapturous joy born of these beautiful stories in which heaven invariably triumphed over human reality transported these childlike souls to such a point that those who were suffering the most grievously sat up in their turn and recovered the power of speech and with the narratives of one and all was blended a thought of the sufferer's own particular ailment a belief that he or she would also be cured since a malady of the same description had vanished like an evil dream beneath the breath of the divinity ah stammered madame vetu her articulation hindered by her sufferings there was another one antoinette tardivaille 
whose stomach was being eaten away like mine you would have said that dogs were devouring it and sometimes there was a swelling in it as big as a child's head tumours indeed were ever forming in it like fowl's eggs so that for eight months she brought up blood and she also was at the point of death with nothing but her skin left on her bones and dying of hunger when she drank some water of lourdes and had the pit of her stomach washed with it three minutes afterwards her doctor who on the previous day had left her almost in the last throes scarce breathing found her up and sitting by the fireside eating a tender chicken's wing with a good appetite she had no more tumours she laughed as she had laughed when she was twenty and her face had regained the brilliancy of youth ah to be able to eat what one likes to become young again to cease suffering and the cure of sister julienne then exclaimed la grivotte raising herself on one of her elbows her eyes glittering with fever in her case it commenced with a bad cold as it did with me and then she began to spit blood and every six months she fell ill again and had to take to her bed the last time everybody said that she wouldn't leave it alive the doctors had vainly tried every remedy iodine blistering and cauterizing in fact hers was a real case of thysis certified by half a dozen medical men well she comes to lourdes and heaven alone knows amidst what awful suffering she was so bad indeed that at toulouse they thought for a moment that she was about to die the sisters had to carry her in their arms and on reaching the piscina the lady hospitalis wouldn't bathe her she was dead they said no matter she was undressed at last and plunged into the water quite unconscious and covered with perspiration and when they took her out she was so pale that they laid her on the ground thinking that it was certainly all over with her at last but all at once color came back to her cheeks her eyes opened and she drew a long breath she was cured she dressed herself without any help and made a good meal after she had been to the grotto to thank the blessed virgin there there's no gain saying it that was a real case of thysis completely cured as though by medicine thereupon brother isidore in his turn wished to speak but he was unable to do so at any length and could only with difficulty manage to say to his sister marthe tell them the story of sister dorothée which the priest of saint sauveur related to us sister dorothée began the peasant girl in an awkward way felt her leg quite numbed when she got up one morning and from that time she lost the use of it for it got as cold and as heavy as stone besides which she felt a great pain in the back the doctors couldn't understand it she saw half a dozen of them who pricked her with pins and burnt her skin with a lot of drugs but it was just as if they had sung to her sister dorothée had well understood that only the blessed virgin could find the right remedy for her and so she went off to lourdes and had herself dipped into the piscina she thought at first that the water was going to kill her for it was so bitterly cold but by and by it became so soft that she fancied it was warm as nice as milk she had never felt so nice before it seemed to her as if her veins were opening and the water were flowing into them as you will understand life was returning into her body since the blessed virgin was concerning herself in the case she no longer had anything the matter with her when she came out but walked about ate the whole of a pigeon for her dinner and slept all night long like the happy woman she was glory to the blessed virgin eternal gratitude to the most powerful mother and her divine son elise rouquet would also have liked to bring forward a miracle which she was acquainted with only she spoke with so much difficulty owing to the deformity of her mouth that she had not yet been able to secure a turn just then however there was a pause and drawing the wrap which conceals the horror of her sore slightly on one side she profited by the opportunity to begin 
for my part i wasn't told anything about a great illness but it was a very funny case at all events she said it was about a woman celestine dubois as she was called who had run a needle right into her hand while she was washing it stopped there for seven years for no doctor was able to take it out her hand shrivelled up and she could no longer open it well she got to lourdes and dipped her hand in the piscina but as soon as she did so she began to shriek and took it out again then they caught hold of her and put her hand into the water by force and kept it there while she continued sobbing with her face covered with sweat three times did they plunge her hand into the piscina and each time they saw the needle moving along till it came out by the tip of the thumb she shrieked of course because the needle was moving through her flesh just as though somebody had been pushing it to drive it out and after that celestine never suffered again and only a little scar could be seen on her hand as a mark of what the blessed virgin had done this anecdote produced a greater effect than even the miraculous cures of the most fearful illnesses a needle which moved as though somebody were pushing it this peopled the invisible showed each sufferer his guardian angel standing behind him only awaiting the orders of heaven in order to render him assistance and besides how pretty and childlike the story was this needle which came out in the miraculous water after obstinately refusing to stir during seven long years exclamations of delight resounded from all the pleased listeners they smiled and laughed with satisfaction radiant at finding that nothing was beyond the power of heaven and that if it were heaven's pleasure they themselves would all become healthy young and superb it was sufficient that one should fervently believe and pray in order that nature might be confounded and that the incredible might come to pass apart from that there was merely a question of good luck since heaven seemed to make a selection of those sufferers who should be cured oh how beautiful it is father murmured marie who revived by the passionate interest which she took in the momentous subject had so far contented herself with listening dumb with amazement as it were do you remember she continued what you yourself told me of that poor woman Joachim who came from belgium and made her way right across france with her twisted leg eaten away by an ulcer the awful smell of which drove everybody away from her first of all the ulcer was healed you could press her knee and she felt nothing only a slight redness remained to mark where it had been and then came the turn of the dislocation she shrieked while she was in the water it seemed to her as if somebody were breaking her bones pulling her leg away from her and at the same time she and the woman who was bathing her saw her deformed foot rise and extend into its natural shape with the regular movement of a clock hand her leg also straightened itself the muscle extended the knee replaced itself in its proper position all amidst such acute pain that joachim ended by fainting but as soon as she recovered consciousness she darted off erect and agile to carry her crutches to the grotto monsieur de guersin in his turn was laughing with wonderment waving his hand to confirm this story which had been told him by a father of the assumption he could have related a score of similar instances said he each more touching more extraordinary than the other he even invoked pierre's testimony and the young priest who was unable to believe contented himself with nodding his head at first unwilling as he was to afflict marie he had striven to divert his thoughts by gazing through the carriage window at the fields trees and houses which defiled before his eyes they had just passed angouleme and meadows stretched out and lines of poplar trees fled away amidst the continuous fanning of the air which the velocity of the train occasioned they were late no doubt for they were hastening onward at full speed thundering along under the stormy sky through the fiery atmosphere devouring kilometre after kilometre in swift succession 
however despite himself pierre heard snatches of the various narratives and grew interested in these extravagant stories which the rough jolting of the wheels accompanied like a lullaby as though the engine had been turned loose and were wildly bearing them away to the divine land of dreams they were rolling still rolling along and pierre at last ceased to gaze at the landscape and surrendered himself to the heavy sleep-inviting atmosphere of the carriage where ecstasy was growing and spreading carrying everyone far from that world of reality across which they were so rapidly rushing the sight of marie's face with its brightened look filled the young priest with sincere joy and he let her retain his hand which she had taken in order to acquaint him by the pressure of her fingers with all the confidence which was reviving in her soul and why should he have saddened her by his doubts since he was so desirous of her cure so he continued clasping her small moist hand feeling infinite affection for her a dolorous brotherly love which distracted him and made him anxious to believe in the pity of the spheres in a superior kindness which tempered suffering to those who were plunged in despair oh she repeated how beautiful it is pierre how beautiful it is and what glory it will be if the blessed virgin deigns to disturb herself for me do you really think me worthy of such a favour assuredly i do he exclaimed you are the best and purest with a spotless soul as your father said there are not enough good angels in paradise to form your escort but the narratives were not yet finished sister hyacinthe and madame de jonquiere were now enumerating all the miracles with which they were acquainted a long long series of miracles which for more than thirty years had been flowering at lourdes like the uninterrupted budding of the roses on the mystical rose-tree they could be counted by thousands they put forth fresh shoots every year with prodigious verdancy of sap becoming brighter and brighter each successive season and the sufferers who listened to these marvellous stories with increasing feverishness were like little children who after hearing one fine fairy tale ask for another and another and yet another oh that they might have more and more of those stories in which evil reality was flouted in which unjust nature was cuffed and slapped in which the divinity intervened as the supreme healer he who laughs at science and distributes happiness according to his own good pleasure first of all there were the deaf and the dumb who suddenly heard and spoke such as aurelie bruneau who was incurably deaf with the drums of both ears broken and yet was suddenly enraptured by the celestial music of a harmonium such also as louise pourchet who on her side had been dumb for five-and-twenty years and yet whilst praying in the grotto suddenly exclaimed hail mary full of grace and there were others and yet others who were completely cured by merely letting a few drops of water fall into their ears or upon their tongues then came the procession of the blind father herman who felt the blessed virgin's gentle hand removing the veil which covered his eyes mademoiselle de pombrion who was threatened with a total loss of sight but after a simple prayer was enabled to see better than she had ever seen before then a child of twelve years old whose corneas resembled marbles but who in three seconds became possessed of clear deep eyes bright with an angelic smile however there was especially an abundance of paralytics of lame people suddenly enabled to walk upright of sufferers for long years powerless to stir from their beds of misery and to whom the voice said arise and walk de lannois afflicted with ataxia vainly cauterized and burnt fifteen times an inmate of the paris hospitals whence he had emerged with the concurring diagnoses of twelve doctors feels a strange force raising him up as the blessed sacrament goes by and he begins to follow it his legs strong and healthy once more marie louise delpont a girl of fourteen suffering from paralysis which had stiffened her legs drawn back her hands 
and twisted her mouth on one side sees her limbs loosen and the distortion of her mouth disappear as though an invisible hand were severing the fearful bonds which had deformed her marie vachier riveted to her armchair during seventeen years by paraplegia not only runs and flies on emerging from the piscina but finds no trace even of the sores with which her long enforced immobility had covered her body and georges anquet attacked by softening of the spinal marrow passes without transition from agony to perfect health while leonie charton likewise afflicted with softening of the badala and whose vertebrae bulge out to a considerable extent feels her hump melting away as though by enchantment and her legs rise and straighten renovated and vigorous then came all sorts of ailments first those brought about by scrofula a great many more legs long incapable of service and made anew there was margaret gailly who had suffered from coxalgia for seven-and-twenty years whose hip was devoured by the disease whose left knee was ankylosed and who yet was suddenly able to fall upon her knees to thank the blessed virgin for healing her there was also philomene simoneau the young vendeyenne whose left leg was perforated by three horrible sores in the depths of which her carious bones were visible and whose bones whose flesh and whose skin were all formed afresh next came the dropsical ones madame Ancelin, the swelling of whose feet hands and entire body subsided without any one being able to tell whither all the water had gone mademoiselle montagnon from whom on various occasions nearly twenty quarts of water had been drawn and who on again swelling was entirely rid of the fluid by the application of a bandage which had been dipped in the miraculous source and in her case also none of the water could be found either in her bed or on the floor in the same way not a complaint of the stomach resisted all disappeared with the first glass of water there was marie souchet who vomited black blood who had wasted to a skeleton and who devoured her food and recovered her flesh in two days time there was marie jarlon who had burned herself internally through drinking a glassful of a metallic solution used for cleansing and brightening kitchen utensils and who felt the tumour which had resulted from her injuries melt rapidly away moreover every tumour disappeared in this fashion in the piscina without leaving the slightest trace behind but that which caused yet greater wonderment was the manner in which ulcers cancers all sorts of horrible visible sores were cicatrized by a breath from on high a jew an actor whose hand was devoured by an ulcer merely had to dip it in the water and he was cured a very wealthy young foreigner who had a wen as large as a hen's egg on his right wrist beheld it dissolve rose duval who as a result of a white tumour had a hole in her left elbow large enough to accommodate a walnut was able to watch and follow the prompt action of the new flesh in filling up this cavity the widow fromont with a lip half destroyed by a cancerous formation merely had to apply the miraculous water to it as a lotion and not even a red mark remained marie moreau who experienced fearful sufferings from a cancer in the breast fell asleep after laying on it a linen cloth soaked in some water of lourdes and when she awoke two hours later the pain had disappeared and her flesh was once more smooth and pink and fresh at last sister hyacinthe began to speak of the immediate and complete cures of thysis and this was the triumph the healing of that terrible disease which ravages humanity which unbelievers defied the blessed virgin to cure but which she did cure it was said by merely raising her little finger a hundred instances more extraordinary one than the other pressed forward for citation marguerite coupel who has suffered from thysis for three years and the upper part of whose lungs is destroyed by tuberculosis rises up and goes off radiant with health madame de la riviere who spits blood who is ever covered with a cold perspiration 
whose nails have already acquired a violet tinge who is indeed on the point of drawing her last breath requires but a spoonful of the water to be administered to her between her teeth and lo the rattle ceases she sits up makes the responses to the litanies and asks for some broth julie jadot requires four spoonfuls but then she could no longer hold up her head she was of such a delicate constitution that disease had reduced her to nothing and yet in a few days she becomes quite fat anna katri who is in the most advanced stage of the malady with her left lung half destroyed by a cavity is plunged five times into the cold water contrary to all the dictates of prudence and she is cured her lung is healthy once more another consumptive girl condemned by fifteen doctors has asked nothing has simply fallen on her knees in the grotto by chance as it were and is afterwards quite surprised at having been cured au passage through the lucky circumstance of having been there no doubt at the hour when the blessed virgin moved to pity allows miracles to fall from her invisible hands miracles and yet more miracles they rained down like the flowers of dreams from a clear and balmy sky some of them were touching some of them were childish an old woman who having her hand ankylosed had been incapable of moving it for thirty years washes it in the water and is at once able to make the sign of the cross sister sophie who barked like a dog plunges into the piscina and emerges from it with a clear pure voice chanting a canticle mustapha a turk invokes the white lady and recovers the use of his right eye by applying a compress to it an officer of turcos was protected at sedan a cuirassier of reichshofen would have died pierced in the heart by a bullet if this bullet after passing through his pocket-book had not stayed its flight on reaching a little picture of our lady of lourdes and as with the men and the women so did the children the poor suffering little ones find mercy a paralytic boy of five rose and walked after being held for five minutes under the icy jet of the spring another one fifteen years of age who lying in bed could only raise an inarticulate cry sprang out of the piscina shouting that he was cured another one but two years old a poor tiny fellow who had never been able to walk remained for a quarter of an hour in the cold water and then invigorated and smiling took his first steps like a little man and for all of them the little ones as well as the adults the pain was acute whilst the miracle was being accomplished for the work of repair could not be effected without causing an extraordinary shock to the whole human organism the bones grew again new flesh was formed and the disease driven away made its escape in a final convulsion but how great was the feeling of comfort which followed the doctors could not believe their eyes their astonishment burst forth at each fresh cure when they saw the patients whom they had despaired of run and jump and eat with ravenous appetites all these chosen ones these women cured of their ailments walked a couple of miles sat down to roast fowl and slept the soundest of sleeps for a dozen hours moreover there was no convalescence it was a sudden leap from the death throes to complete health limbs were renovated sores were filled up organs were reformed in their entirety plumpness returned to the emaciated all with the velocity of a lightning flash science was completely baffled not even the most simple precautions were taken women were bathed at all times and seasons perspiring consumptives were plunged into the icy water sores were left to their putrefaction without any thought of employing antiseptics and then what canticles of joy what shouts of gratitude and love arose at each fresh miracle the favoured one falls upon her knees all who are present weep conversions are effected protestants and jews alike embrace catholicism other miracles these miracles of faith at which heaven triumphs and when the favoured one chosen for the miracle returns to her village all the inhabitants crowd to meet her whilst the bells peal merrily 
and when she is seen springing lightly from the vehicle which has brought her home shouts and sobs of joy burst forth and all intonate the magnificat glory to the blessed virgin gratitude and love for ever indeed that which was more particularly evolved from the realization of all these hopes from the celebration of all these ardent thanksgivings was gratitude gratitude to the mother most pure and most admirable she was the great passion of every soul she the virgin most powerful the virgin most merciful the mirror of justice the seat of wisdom all hands were stretched towards her mystical rose in the dim light of the chapels tower of ivory on the horizon of dreamland gate of heaven leading into the infinite each day at early dawn she shone forth bright morning star gay with juvenescent hope and was she not also the health of the weak the refuge of sinners the comforter of the afflicted france had ever been her well-loved country and she was adored there with an ardent worship the worship of her womanhood and her motherhood the soaring of a divine affection and it was particularly in france that it pleased her to show herself to little shepherdesses she was so good to the little and the humble she continually occupied herself with them and if she was appealed to so willingly it was because she was known to be the intermediary of love betwixt earth and heaven every evening she wept tears of gold at the feet of her divine son to obtain favours from him and these favours were the miracles which he permitted her to work these beautiful flower-like miracles as sweet-scented as the roses of paradise so prodigiously splendid and fragrant but the train was still rolling rolling onward they had just passed coutras it was six o'clock and sister hyacinthe rising to her feet clapped her hands together and once again repeated the angelus my children never had aves impregnated with greater faith inflamed with a more fervent desire to be heard by heaven winged their flight on high and pierre suddenly understood everything clearly realized the meaning of all these pilgrimages of all these trains rolling along through every country of the civilized world of all these eager crowds hastening towards lourdes which blazed over yonder like the abode of salvation for body and for mind ah the poor wretches whom ever since morning he had heard groaning with pain the poor wretches who exposed their sorry carcasses to the fatigues of such a journey they were all condemned abandoned by science weary of consulting doctors of having tried the torturing effects of futile remedies and how well one could understand that burning with a desire to preserve their lives unable to resign themselves to the injustice and indifference of nature they should dream of a superhuman power of an almighty divinity who in their favour would perchance annul the established laws alter the course of the planets and reconsider his creation for if the world failed them did not the divinity remain to them in their cases reality was too abominable and an immense need of illusion and falsehood sprang up within them oh to believe that there is a supreme justiciar somewhere one who rights the apparent wrongs of things and beings to believe that there is a redeemer a consoler who is the real master who can carry the torrents back to their source and who can restore youth to the aged and life to the dead and when you are covered with sores when your limbs are twisted when your stomach is swollen by tumours when your lungs are destroyed by disease to be able to say that all this is of no consequence that everything may disappear and be renewed at a sign from the blessed virgin that it is sufficient that you should pray to her touch her heart and obtain the favour of being chosen by her and then what a heavenly fount of hope appeared with the prodigious flow of those beautiful stories of cure those adorable fairy tales which lulled and intoxicated the feverish imaginations of the sick and the infirm since little sophie couteau with her white sound foot had climbed into that carriage opening to the gaze of those within it the limitless heavens of the divine and the supernatural 
how well one could understand the breath of resurrection that was passing over the world slowly raising those who despaired the most from their beds of misery and making their eyes shine since life was yet a possibility for them and they were perhaps about to begin it afresh yes twas indeed that if that woeful train was rolling rolling on if that carriage was full if the other carriages were full also if france and the world from the uttermost limits of the earth were crossed by similar trains if crowds of three hundred thousand believers bringing thousands of sick along with them were ever setting out from one end of the year to the other it was because the grotto yonder was shining forth in its glory like a beacon of hope and illusion like a sign of the revolt and triumph of the impossible over inexorable materiality never had a more impassionating romance been devised to exalt the souls of men above the stern laws of life to dream that dream this was the great the ineffable happiness if the fathers of the assumption had seen the success of their pilgrimages increase and spread from year to year it was because they sold to all the flocking peoples the bread of consolation and illusion the delicious bread of hope for which suffering humanity ever hungers with a hunger that nothing will ever appease and it was not merely the physical sores which cried aloud for cure the whole of man's moral and intellectual being likewise shrieked forth its wretchedness with an insatiable yearning for happiness to be happy to place the certainty of life in faith to lean till death should come upon that one strong staff of travel such was the desire exhaled by every breast the desire which made every moral grief bend the knee imploring a continuance of grace the conversion of dear ones the spiritual salvation of self and those one loved the mighty cry spread from pole to pole ascended and filled all the regions of space to be happy happy for evermore both in life and in death and pierre saw the suffering beings around him lose all perception of the jolting and recover their strength as league by league they drew nearer to the miracle even madame mars grew talkative certain as she felt that the blessed virgin would restore her husband to her with a smile on her face madame vincent gently rocked her little rose in her arms thinking that she was not nearly so ill as those all but lifeless children who after being plunged in the icy water sprang out and played monsieur sabatier jested with monsieur de guersin and explained to him that next october when he had recovered the use of his legs he should go on a trip to rome a journey which he had been postponing for fifteen years and more madame vetu quite calmed feeling nothing but a slight twinge in the stomach imagined that she was hungry and asked madame de jonquiere to let her dip some strips of bread in a glass of milk whilst elise rouquet forgetting her sores ate some grapes with face uncovered and in la grivotte who was now sitting up and brother isidore who had ceased moaning all those fine stories had left a pleasant fever to such a point that impatient to be cured they grew anxious to know the time for a minute also the man the strange man resuscitated whilst sister hyacinthe was again wiping the cold sweat from his brow he raised his eyelids and a smile momentarily brightened his pallid countenance yet once again he also had hoped marie was still holding pierre's fingers in her own small warm hand it was seven o'clock they were not due at bordeaux till half-past seven and the belated train was quickening its pace yet more and more rushing along with wild speed in order to make up for the minutes it had lost the storm had ended by coming down and now a gentle light of infinite purity fell from the vast clear heavens oh how beautiful it is pierre how beautiful it is marie again repeated pressing his hand with tender affection and leaning towards him she added in an undertone i beheld the blessed virgin a little while ago pierre and it was your cure that i implored and shall obtain 
the priest who understood her meaning was thrown into confusion by the divine light which gleamed in her eyes as she fixed them on his own she had forgotten her own sufferings that which she had asked for was his conversion and that prayer of faith emanating pure and candid from that dear suffering creature upset his soul yet why should he not believe some day he himself had been distracted by all those extraordinary narratives the stifling heat of the carriage had made him dizzy the sight of all the woe heaped up there caused his heart to bleed with pity and contagion was doing its work he no longer knew where the real and the possible ceased he lacked the power to disentangle so many stupefying facts to explain such as admitted of explanation and reject the others at one moment indeed as a hymn once more resounded and carried him off with its stubborn importunate rhythm he ceased to be master of himself and imagined that he was at last beginning to believe amidst the hallucinatory vertigo which reigned in that travelling hospital rolling ever rolling onward at full speed end of section four